0: Hey what's good we're back it's your girl Drea G it's the black rogue and we are the grid what's good how's everybody doing or m- more importantly how are you this evening Tasha
1: I'm good man I'm about to fly out to go to New Orleans so you okay. know Girl, all
0: this jet setting, you know, but you, you got your, you got your vaccine. So you good. So they're not going to set. Y'all tri- mean
1: shit. Y'all mean shit.
0: You know what? We're going to get into that, but you know, I'm starting to feel like it does mean shit. So you, you're about to, you can fly and, and you can go from state to state, but you know, I know you got your vaccine. I'm still, you know, weighing the pros and cons and more, more than likely there are more pros and cons um but i don't like the way that they have really been trying to alienate the people that are not vaccinated
1: and i'm trying to elevate y'all too shit
0: (laughs) well i mean you was you was you know big kicking it last weekend and you couldn't tell who was who so
1: i took my vitamins i don't play that i had my tea had my vitamins Cause I'm about to be out all summer. I'm I'm trying to go to right. LA. I'm I'm about to go to Miami. I'm about to be out the whole summer. Are you are trying to be summer?
0: outside? For I real. feel you. I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, I, I, all I'm gonna say is I think I need to get some more ducks in, in in the in a row before I head out because I don't like how they're like you, like they are keeping tabs on people. You can't do anything from uh, the basketball games that I was seeing the other day. They had the non-vaccinated people in the nosebleed section. Mm, so That's
1: what y'all get.
0: <laughs> so if you're like me and you on the fence, you know, you're starting to think like, okay, because parties right now, it's like, oh, y'all got to have a COVID test or y'all have to have a vaccine. So it's a lot. So I, I, I'm definitely feeling that pressure. But aside from that, I'm chilling, you know, it's, uh, we're getting into Memorial Day weekend. I mean, the weather had been beautiful here, but yeah, it's not going to be, you know, by the time y'all hear this episode, it will have rained the whole weekend. So I'm just trying to find somebody's barbecue to crash so I can be good. All right. Fine. Well, that's going to bring us to what we doing today. It's the pour up. So we pulling up or we blessing the heart of something. Right.
1: Facts.
0: All right, so you know how we do it. Uh, we just kicked it off with this, but we're doing a top 10 countdown. And number one on my list today is going to be pulling up ding, 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 uh, to Black Music Month. Uh, kicking off is June. Well, by the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be June. And you know, since we're all outside and award shows and things are coming back. Gemini uh, season. Gang, gang. Gang, gang in this bitch, you know. Um, so we, we got all, all these things coming about. But I feel like, you know, last year, because everything was postponed, I feel like this year, is, we're going to be coming back bigger and better than ever. And, you know, with everybody being back outside, I'm interested to see how we kick it off this month. We got concerts, and we'll get into that, that are coming back in full swing. But shout out, you know, it's Black Music Month. And, uh, I mean, Black people, we are pretty much the culture when it when it comes to the contributions in music, whether we're talking about jazz, whether we're talking about gospel, whether we're talking about rock and roll, hip hop, you know, all of that, uh, we are the core. So, follow up. All right. So, number two. Um, Tasha, I don't know where you at with this, but I'm sure that you could agree. Um, I am blessing the heart of uh Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof was the shooter.
1: I ain't um, blessing my heart at all for his
0: ass. Yeah, more like riding in hell. Uh, but yeah, but just kind of bringing this into the fold, just because I want to know people's thoughts. But this remorseless killer <laughs> this person this was the the guy that walked into a church as they were having you know Wednesday worship and you know killed these defenseless people and this man now mind you now if 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 it were somebody of color that did that shit we we wouldn't have made it off the premises alive. But this guy, you know, he he was walked out. I mean, he he he's been in there for the past what? It's got to be about 5 years. And now this cat trying to appeal his the the death penalty that he was handed down and trying to, you know, just appeal and trying to save his ass any kind of way he can and uh yeah, just continue to rock. All right. That brings us to number 3. Now Tasha, I don't know if you checked this out. Do you got stars?
1: Girl, I don't watch stars. I only watch power. That's all I watch on stars. I don't watch none of this stuff.
0: Well, power is cool, I guess, if you're a power fan. I really wasn't, but what? I I wasn't. I watched Girl, please. I, I tried, but I just cannot get into it. Now I, I think I tried to watch uh the book of ghosts or whatever, like with his with his son. I watched it. You don't a even understand
1: it though. If you don't watch power, you wouldn't even understand it.
0: Uh, I didn't, but somehow I just don't think that the writing is so complex that I couldn't get it. Uh, and it, it, the the writing, the acting, it, it was okay. Uh, I don't think that the storyline was too deep to where I couldn't get it. Anyway, but uh, so there's a new show on Stars, and it's uh, pretty much like all black cast, or you know, everybody's of color. But you gotta definitely check this out if you can. Run the world, and it's on Stars. It has stars like uh, Risha Webb's in there. Um, you have uh, my namesake, uh, this young lady by the name of Andrea Bordeaux. Um, there's quite a few people in there and uh what's really cool about it is it is an all-black cast, they are supposed to be based in New York City, so it's cool. It's kind of like you know, their take on sex in the city vibe, kind of reminds me a little bit of insecure, but it's it's a it's a different vibe. But the writer of the show is Lee Davenport, so it's a black writer and creator, so definitely check it out. Um, definitely worth worth the ratings, uh, definitely worth the watch. And yeah.
1: All right, I guess we'll drink to that. So, um, for mine, for number four, I'm going to. I don't know if I should bless my heart a drink to that to state 48. So, this restaurant, I think it was in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia restaurant, because they, they they're everywhere. And um, just recently they put something out on their website saying, like emphasizing that it's a hundred dollars, uh, minimum that you have to spend in this restaurant. And you can't just, you have to order entree. And then on top of that, they put like a whole list of what you should wear and what you can't wear. It was like a whole long list. It was like, you can't wear white tees. You can't you can't wear sandals. You can't wear he, uh, sneakers. You can't wear this. A lot of people felt like they was targeting like Black people or whatever. But then I was thinking, I was like, who, everybody that no goes to a steakhouse. You really don't spend less than $100 at a steakhouse. So I was just like, I don't know if people was going there and just getting appetizers and or just going there to take pictures, but I don't really know a lot of people that would literally go to a steakhouse and just order and not really order food because they're expensive regardless. So I was just a little confused, but a lot of people are upset because they feel like they're like targeting black people with the whole what you can or what you can't wear to the restaurant. Right. And sometimes I feel like if people are paying their money, if you're going to pay a hundred dollars, you can wear whatever you want to wear to the restaurant. If you're going to pay that money to go to a restaurant, but it is what it is. I don't own state 48, but <laughs> it is what yeah. it is.
0: Right. But listeners can choose to decide if they want to spend their money there or not. So, Right. Good thing about that. All right. Okay. So that was number four, your blessing you blessing the heart of stake 48. I don't right. know. I'm up in the air. So I don't know. I mean, most places are going to have some type of, you know, cold. I, I I remember a couple of months ago in Dallas, uh, the owner caught a lot of backlash because he went off on patrons that wanted to be in there dancing. And I guess they were maybe like standing up in the booth or like at their their area and it was a whole thing to where he went slap the fuck off, and he cussed them out, and he was like, "I don't care." He was like, "I don't need y'all fucking business," and if y'all can't respect that, he was like, "Y'all can leave." And it was this big viral thing, but the the but a lot of people understood it and they were on board with it because they were like, you know, here's this you know black restaurateur trying to do something good for the community, and he wants it to be of you know, have an upper echelon type vibe or high, oh. high yeah, high end. And so, um, so yeah, but so some people were on board with it, like, well, we respect the fact that, you know, he wants his establishment to be like that. And there's plenty of people that will support him. And then there were other people on the flip side that were like, we don't appreciate how he, you know, handled the situation. That wasn't very classy on his part. So anyway, <laughs> teach each his own. All right. So for me, number five, i this is a poem. And it's, you know, this is kind of G-rated news, but I think it's 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 cute all the same. It's a toddler, um, a two-year-old, what is the youngest person, American, uh, that was admitted into Mensa. Her name is uh, Kashi Quest, and uh, she's two years old out of Los Angeles. And Mensa is a group of highly intelligent people who have scored in the top 2% of the general population on a standardized intelligence test. So what does that mean cuz she's only, you know, 2. It just means that they can like see these unique traits in her very early on. It's like, you know, at 2 like she's able to count to 100, you know, her parents talk about her being able to sign uh more mm. like more than 50 signs in sign language. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting. You know, people people all a lot of people and their kids they be like, oh, my baby's smart, my baby a genius. At the end of the day, I used to be thinking that they was lying because I'm like, your baby ain't one nine months and know how to read. Like, but maybe some people, their babies are smart. So, you know, it is what
0: it is. All right. And so that's the moral of the story. Get your children tested. If you get your children tested early and notice they have aptitudes or higher aptitudes, you can start teaching them early. You can start getting them involved with things to kind of uh, cultivate their natural strength, so I think that is cool that they took the two year old to get tested early. So calling up to that little you know good hearted news. all right, number six so i'm 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 blessing my heart uh, to these folks, uh, to everybody involved now, I've been seeing this more uh, high trending of lately. people getting into fights in the airport. Uh, oh. in the air, all this type of stuff. Um, y'all know these are federal offenses, right? Y'all know that they have fines attached to them. You know, they got prison time attached to them. You can serve as as, as many years, up to 10 years max for oh, fighting in the you- airport. Uh, you know what? Funny enough, I've definitely uh, almost got into it. <laughs> and I and, and I've almost got into it on a on an airplane, uh, on an airplane ride. And I remember this. I was I was working with somebody and I was coming back from Vegas and I had a red eye. And these two girls that were on my road, yo, we almost got into fisticuffs, but it worked out. We stayed on the road with one another. I wasn't moving. I was like, whatever, shit. Why
1: they wanted to fight you is that
0: why what happened uh I was on the outside row and they were on the inside row and like I had went to the restroom and like um when I came back they like nobody was in my row when I left and then when I came back they were in my row and it's like I left my coat on my my chair and like this girl shit was on my chair and I'm like you don't see a whole fucking coat here that, you know, says somebody is sitting here. So that rubbed me wrong off top. Like, okay, you're not looking alive.
1: It Uh, wasn't assigned seats on this flight. What type of flight was this? Was it Spirit? I never flew Spirit. It's one of these,
0: but we had assigned seats. And so, yes, that the, I had the, you know, the outside seat. And so that just started it. And then it was like she was taking forever. You know, I was trying to stand up so she could, She was in the middle, and so it became this big thing. Girl, she squeezed by me. Yo, me and this bra were—we were gonna <laughs> we were come to blows, but we didn't. We kept it classy. But um, going back to that, so yes, it's a federal offense. But I say that just to say, um, I saw a recent Southwest uh, a Southwest flight that was in the news. I think a Southwest flight attendant lost two teeth. Oh Lord. Uh, I want to say she was trying to break up a fight, but she lost two teeth.
1: See, I don't break up shit.
0: shit. I mean, that would be a learning lesson, if any, but I mean, two teeth on the job. Yeah, so uh, definitely blessing their heart. And yeah, folks, if you acting up at the airport or, you know, on the actual airplane, yeah, you may want to lock that up.
1: You're scaring me because I'm flying spirit tomorrow, and I I don't I never really flew spirit like that, so I'm I'm a little scared because the videos that I see with the spirit people, and I'm not a fighter. I don't fight at all. I will I you talk a lot. Okay. No, but I don't fight. I'm not. I will walk away. I will I will call security. I will press charges. So I'm gonna be quiet as fuck on this flight. I'm be I'm be I'm be quiet. Somebody cuss me out. I'm be like, okay, I'm sorry.
0: Because there's a whole bunch of people that's not going to be bumping their gums with you.
1: They just going to swing. And it's so. an afternoon flight, too, Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. Lord. Praise <laughs> right. Me,
0: Lord. Right. So just look alive. Look alive. All right. So that's going to bring us to seven. Um, this is actually, I'm pulling up to this. I love it. Concerts are back. And this is right in time for you know Black Music Month and all this good stuff. Uh, i love to see it. Concerts are coming back in. I know it's kind of sketchy. You know, more than likely, I know that they're going to be really pushing these, um, the vaccine mandates and these COVID test mandates for this, but it's cool. It's coming back in the view. We're getting back to some normalcy. It looks like uh, in, come September, uh, Made in America Festival is going to be coming back and uh, Jay is going to be celebrating the 10th anniversary of it. So that should be dope. Uh, Summer Jam, uh, Hot 97 Summer Jam is coming back it's going to be in August. So things are getting back, you know, revved, revved up. So we, we looking live out here. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious and ready to go, uh, kick it at the the concert. So I want to,
1: okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to actually pour up to Vivica 50. Um, so Vivica was in the news um lately because someone asked her about like 50 cent and she said that was the love of her life. Mm. And she spoke highly of him. She didn't say anything like negative. And um his girlfriend was throwing a little shade. And then they asked 50 about about her comments. And he was very respectable. Like he didn't say nothing bad about her. And I just commend, you know, people who go through breakups. And yeah, they had a, a harsh breakup and had a lot of drama. But, you know, they're more mature now, you know, even though they, you know, they kind of old to be. All right. Well, number
0: nine, I'm actually toasting up, uh, pulling up. This is a little bit of good news. Um, The Tulsa race massacre uh, was 100 years ago. And recently, the oldest living survivor, Viola Fletcher, told her story to Congress. Um, And I want to say that Ms. Fletcher... She, and I think it was about two two or three other survivors, and they're all centurions. so they're all one hundred plus years old, and they were all um, kids at this time. So you know their memory is it, it, they just know that, you know, the after effects of it, and they're just right. you know wondering you know why these white men with guns came and destroyed their community, and you know what did they do to deserve it? So this is the first time that Congress has sit and listened and you know, and this is for potential reparations because you know but
1: they get, everybody need reparations. You know, I hope they get it first, I and mean, then everybody else need to get that too. We, we do need my but, billion dollars,
0: but I will say this: like this was one of like what happened in Tulsa was like one of the deadliest things that
1: slavery was deadly girl what happened to our ancestors was deadly Yeah, we all went through it
0: but of course but I'm talking about like we're talking about 1921 we're talking about slavery wasn't
1: that long ago sis I know it
0: wasn't that long ago but we just got over 100 years in Oklahoma so that wasn't that long ago either and so yeah they used martial law uh, you know, listen, everybody should get reparations, but they have a claim to it too. So, I'm glad that Congress heard them out. So, pull up to them.
1: God, I don't trust these Congress people, Lord, but go ahead, I don't trust them. All righty, so last, I'm gonna close it out. And, um, actually, speaking of Congress, uh, the new press secretary, um, Kareem. John pierre she's actually from New York she's a a, she's um Haitian and she's also from Queens so I just want to give her a shout out because um she's one of the first speakers in like black woman speakers in like three decades Mm. I heard and um shout out to sis and yeah pouring up too.
0: black women doing a damn thing as usual all right, so this is actually gonna bring us into the southern sound off this week. And this week we're discussing, we're discussing some non-traditional marriage practices and kind of delving and exploring that and seeing what that
1: looks like.
0: Now, it's been a lot in the news, like about certain things that we're gonna talk about, like one non-traditional marriage practice would be women proposing to men. And a lot of people are torn about it. A lot of people have different opinions. You know, we live in a society women are, you know, they're they're earning as much as men, and they're doing they're, you know, just as, as successful uh and equally yoked. Um and so, you know, some people think that women maybe should feel empowered and they should be able to propose to men. Tasha, how do you feel about the idea of uh, women proposing to men
1: so I mean I don't people can do whatever they want to do you know but me personally I would never propose to a man um mm. just because I was raised um not to <laughs> like um so like I was just watching in the news lately Christy and Jim Jones Jim Jones just mm. went off on a journalist for asking him a question about her name
0: is like Kendra,
1: yeah. A Chicago, uh, I think mm-hmm. she works in Chicago. Um, asking about what the people was asking, like basically, you know, when are they getting married, yeah? Because Christy proposed to Jim and he said yes, but he never married her, right? Mm-hmm. So then Jim asked her uh he he was like oh are you married and she was like no he was like well your mama was your mom married and then he was like if nobody in your family married how you gonna you don't basically need to worry about me you need to worry about your own self right so (laughs) I I felt like he was real lame and being really defensive and for me he should have asked me that damn question because my parents been married for 35 years and like I wish I See, I would have handled it differently if it was me. He would have been talking to me crazy. Because what if he would
0: have tried to flip it on you to be like, well, your parents are married. You know, where did you go wrong?
1: And then I would have said that, I would have said, well, a lot of people who have uh, generational issues like you and uh, (laughs) like your mom and never seen marriage, that's who I tend to meet. And that's why I'm not married. I would have checked the fuck out of him because I used to be a journalist back in the day. So I wish you're not going to be coming on my platform talking to me crazy when my job is to ask you questions about what the public basically is saying. And I'm giving you exposure. I'm giving you press. Ain't nobody checking for you, sir. Like You should be lucky that she even interviewed you.
0: Well, y'all know damn well if he's coming to talk about music or whatever and he don't don't want his romantic life disgust. And and this the thing he's entitled
1: to not answer those questions. So I I get it. Cause but. he felt guilty. That's why he felt guilty he felt bad that he never married her. And that's what she really wanted. At the end of the day, she really wanted him to marry her. She didn't even want to propose to him. Like to be quite honest, I know she didn't want to propose to that man. She loved him. She just was. It was kind of like being desperate. Like make me, you know, marry me. Like any woman that has to propose to a man, I feel like that man is, even if he marry you, he probably gonna cheat. He probably don't love you like that, sis. Because if a if a man really loves someone, he gonna propose. He gonna propose to that woman, unless he maybe a beta, a beta nigga, like Kevin Samuels, we talking about beta females, unless he like a beta man. But I don't know any real, I don't know any man that is not, doesn't want to take that whole masculine role in terms of proposing but that's just my take on the shit right well I saw
0: something online I just thought it was interesting there's a guy on my um my facebook timeline he's like you know there are numerous videos of women proposing to their boyfriends floating around now I get it it's something you won't do but what I don't like or understand is people shaming the women and calling them all kinds of names for doing so that shit is whack
1: I mean I see where he coming from in terms of shaming people for what they choosing to do because you're just because you're not you don't believe in something and someone else does you shouldn't be shaming them. I just you know we are judgmental people. Let's keep it real. I'm gonna judge right. a female for I'm not gonna like shame her and bully her. But I'm going to be like, girl, this girl desperate. That's why I'm going to be real. That's how I'm going to think. But I'm not going to be bullying her on the neck. But, you know, people have the right to do whatever they want to do, like I just said earlier. So
0: People have the right. Uh, how do I feel about, you know, this as a non-traditional marriage? No, I mean, me personally, um, I wouldn't be proposing to a man. And, I mean, I don't think that any woman should be proposing to a man, but... Um, you know, different strokes for different folk. Um, you know, I just I don't know. And especially like with this Jim Jones situation, this is how I feel about it. And I know everybody is different, but I feel like when you, when a woman ends up switching the roles like that, I feel like at that point, yeah, I, I'm looking for a beta mate because at this point I'm running the show from here on out, <laughs> I'm wearing the pants making the decisions. If I get down on one knee and I have you to marry me, right. you, my wife. Well,
1: there's <laughs> From- some women that are, you know what? Honestly, some women that are dominant, um, uh, alpha type of woman out there and they may and be they open need a beta, to that.
0: Yeah. And, and they, and they have a beta male and it is a relate and, and people are probably like, well, why you got a label like that? Well, you, you, one is the more dominant partner. And if, if somebody is more beta or, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, likes a more take charge person, then that's what it is. And you do, you do have some people that are paired like that, you know, and if that, and if that's what floats boat, but just, I don't know, just historically, it's just something when a woman has to, you know, trade that role. It's just like, yeah, like I don't want to trade roles with my man. Like if I got to get down on one knee, and 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 you know like I just think that that is the craziest thing and yeah I still believe in gender roles and I think that you know them being the leader um them being the initiator them you know uh asking for your hand in marriage I think that those are still like very crucial things and very you know gender type roles
1: that's because we southern girl it's different like you know, New York women, like I always be saying that, you know, New York women are different from Southern women. Like my family, my, I look at my aunts and my cousins out there, you know, we're all independent, but I just feel like New York women are on the next right. level. They, they definitely, life. they don't need no man for nothing up there in New York. And I just be like, I'm used to like hitting guys up and being like, Hey, can you help me move into my apartment? Well, when I was younger, can you help me move into my apartment? You know, can you help fix this? Like in New York, these women doing everything on their own. They fixing everything on their yeah, own. Because
0: they so tired of being let down.
1: This <laughs> is like, so maybe it's okay for like a city like New York for a woman to propose to her man because it's a different culture. It's a different lifestyle up there. Southern women are more traditional. so
0: Yeah, well, if I'm going to have a beta ass New York dude, then cool, but you can't be throwing your weight. No, again, if I propose to you, I'm wearing the pants. That's just what it is. You just got to take the back seat.
1: In terms of what I, I was talking about generational curses in behalf of Jim Jones. Like, cause he mentioned that, um, cause he was saying about the girl right? and about, it was her mom married. And I was saying how basically, like if he came at me, like I wouldn't write right. him. But in terms of generational curses, I feel like a lot of, Man out here like Jim Jones, they don't see you know mom and dad and households compared to other people, and that's why they're scared of getting married, or they just don't think married marriage is like uh, positive. Um, It is. It's a hot mess to me, but you know it is what it is. So a lot of people, you know. They don't want to get married because they have money, and um, or they they use that as excuse on, you know, that's why I'm not getting married, uh, or they have those what do you call those relationships when you're like common law, right? Not real marriage, but it's common law, just like Oprah and Stedman and stuff like that,
0: right? Or yeah, they just have those long extended relationships where your boyfriend and girlfriend forever because. They have so many assets. They don't want to get, you know, get caught up with prenups, X, Y, Z, and they're like, yeah, we could just be boyfriend and girlfriend forever. See, and- I don't
1: have no problem. If I was rich like Oprah, I wouldn't have no problem. I'm siding with <laughs> Oprah on that because she's a billionaire, you know, and she can just write Steadman in the will, And you know what I mean? Be like, okay, I'm gonna give him this in the will. But if I'm marrying a rich, I mean, if I'm dating a rich man, I need to be married to you because if he dies, like, <laughs> I may not be in his will and I don't have no benefits. I don't have no money. So gotta be
0: smart with it, you know, folks. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Interestingly enough, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Vivica Fox uh, earlier. um, And like I saw, like she was, um, she had an interview and she was talking about, you know, well, I've had the Hollywood wedding, you know, I got married and Like we, I don't know, we see a lot of these alpha women and, and Leo women, uh, Vivica Fox, JLo. Um, but Vivica was like, I didn't like, she got divorced because she was like, I didn't want to be the breadwinner in my relationship. You know, she didn't want to be the breadwinner in her relationship. You know, this, this alpha woman, um, you know, this, this, uh, this Hollywood A-lister, you know, she probably was with a, a a regular, you know, Joe Schmo. but she ended up getting married because, you know, getting caught up like, oh, well, I want this love. I want this fairy tale. I want that. Da, 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 da. And she got it. And then she got it and was like, well, shit, I don't want to be the one foot in the bill. And that's sometimes. Have- I don't know
1: about that, because I mean, did he have dreams? Was he just like or was he just lazy or
0: she said and what I took away from it was she said, Listen, I didn't I didn't want to be the breadwinner. So it don't it didn't matter what he was doing, obviously it wasn't enough. But you know she wasn't happy.
1: You know what? This is that's very interesting because I got a home girl who she makes a lot of money. She's not like a celebrity or none of that stuff. And she was saying how like she can't date a dude that makes like way less than her because she right. makes so much money. And you know, on one point, I I agree with her. I like like just hear me out cuz I know you like what the heck. Like so at one point I'm like, "Well, you have the right as as a person, whether you're a guy or a girl to marry whoever you want to marry. Um, right. you have that right. Do how you feel. If you want a rich man, go. Who am I to stop you? If you want if you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and your, and your man can't provide it and you, and you don't want him, then okay, that's your prerogative. But like, I, I'm like different because I feel like for Vivica Fox and my home girl, these, these baller women out there, if the man, if I saw that the man, like he had a business and maybe, you know, he wasn't like as rich as me, but you know, he was trying to work on a business. I would try to like invest in his business or help him out. Like in terms of, you know, the, the make money to, to build him up like Gucci and Keisha when, uh, when Gucci was in jail and she flipped his money and killer Mike and his wife, when killer, killer Mike, um, his wife told him to buy this property or do this property and they end up getting richer together. Like, I would have, like, build up my man. Especially, why would you marry someone? And, like, she had to love to him. You just gonna break up because he don't have as much money as you, sis? Like, whatever. I because mean, it, unless he was it, lazy, so.
0: I guess it goes to a mentality. It's just like, when you are, like, when you are in, if you're an alpha woman and you want, you know, you accomplished uh, a lot you I don't know I mean I I I get it to a degree you know what I'm saying and and we don't know the whole backstory we don't know I'm sure he I'm sure he probably did have some dreams I'm sure he wasn't just sitting around on his laurels but um but at the same time obviously it wasn't enough for her for whatever reason so at the end of the day uh marriage based off of income you know with her being a breadwinner it, it probably felt like an unbalanced relationship She probably was like, what do I need you for? And that's Mm -hmm. what it becomes. Unfortunately, when and I get it because, you know, if you're a high power woman, just like these high power men, it's the same type of mentality when you have. Yes, it is how not when 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 man you don't when,
1: think like that man don't think rich men don't think like that oh wealthy men don't think like that they be marrying broke girls or they be dating broke girls like they only do, the woman be on that shit no they do and they don't some of them
0: get married and some of them don't because that you know that's this whole discussion like you know talking about income some of these men you know some of these they prefer to just be like all right I want to do the boyfriend girlfriend thing forever. You can be my forever girlfriend. It's a lot of people like that. There are some people, uh, you know, Portia just happened to luck up with the dude in Atlanta that is a, a, a marrying guy because she will be his third wife. But not all rich, powerful dudes, uh, you know, they got some fame, just want to be tied down. And the same thing can be said for a woman unless you just got something to offer.
1: Yeah, maybe she didn't want to be tied down. I
0: don't know. Yeah, maybe he wasn't just exciting enough overall. And maybe because he wasn't the breadwinner, you know, maybe he had some beta tendencies when it came to her and she was like, but who knows? All right. So, well, okay. So I, now this is a topic. So uh, American versus other cultures on marriage. Um, Well, we have, okay, so I, I definitely want to discuss this. Okay, polyamory. Now, I know that polyamory is a thing in other cultures. Uh, I know, I feel like we say a lot of like African cultures, like West African, or like if, if they're, you know, Muslim, um, or hell, here in the States, uh, Mormons, uh, go to go to Utah or whatever. Um, you know, polyamory. You know, when we talk about non-traditional marriages, you know, it's so crazy, but if one more person <laughs> tries to proposition me <laughs> for some polyamorous shit, because I just be sitting back, like, thinking, like, in my mind, like, what do you think that I would possibly gain
1: <laughs> from this? I could do it. I could do it. At
0: this point. Okay, you could do. It. I mean, they they argue and they say it all the time. They're like, "Well, you doing it anyway? If you're talking to a guy, more than likely you're not the only one he's talking to. He's talking to somebody else. So, you're already involved."
1: So, what the thing is, I feel like I'm American culture. I feel like when they be in that polygamy, it's all it's for like a sexual thing. But like in like some parts of Africa, I feel like it's more on a financial thing like the, the the man he financially supports the the family and they all like put their money together to help each other. So I just feel like I personally couldn't do it with no broke man, you know, because how how are you helping us out? Like it's uh, the
0: broke ones that want to proposition you for some polyamorous shit. Yeah, because my
1: homeboy, my homeboy is a polygamist, and I love him to death as a homeboy, <laughs> but they was trying to get me to be a unicorn. Um, and they with him and his girlfriend, they wanted me to be like a little unicorn. Uh, you know, they was trying to put me in that whole polygamy thing, and it's just not for me. And he don't have no money, so I'd be like, Sir, you just have sexual things on your mind sir it's not about like really a real lifestyle sir
0: it's not about procreating it's not about you wanting to be the you know the head of house for a whole for for this this family of women that you got Natasha and the the other sister wife so it's not about that he just on (laughs) some.
1: and then also I heard that like in in other cultures so you get you get your first wife and then once you show that you can provide for her, then you're, then you, you can get the second wife. So it's like, then it's not going to be giving you all these wives right then and there, you know, you got to be able to find them. Right. Yeah. So it's just like,
0: cause I feel like these niggas here in America, oh, they trying to jump in head first before they can even know they can't even afford take care of themselves. But they want one and two things to take. I mean, shit, we gonna all be in a poorhouse. But I mean, that's the wildest thing to me. I will say that I've 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 met people from uh you know African uh countries, and that's a tip that they're on. They're literally trying to sell me on this or like persuading me, like, well, you know, this is how it is, and it's just like, well, I can take care of you. Or I can take care. And it's just like, listen, if you're not the king of of XYZ i Z, I'm quite sure that you can't. But again, it's not just people from different countries saying it. I'm talking about right here in Brooklyn, New York, you know, people talking about not
1: the s- king, like the dude from coming to America, like <laughs> Eddie Murphy. I can
0: like, You Like, you, like, if you're not the king, like I just, you know, I I can't. Because I just don't be understanding why these niggas be talking about having two women when they can barely take care of themselves. That is the wildest thing to me. And then it's just like, well, what do you think I'm going to gain from this relationship? You think I want you and your woman? I don't need two headaches. I just, I just, I'm a very traditional girl in a lot of senses, but.
1: Very conservative girl. I could do it though. Like if if they got money, I could do it. Yeah, I be looking yeah. at my friends, my friends' relationships and stuff. I got I got some people that's married and they they're wealthy. I got some some friends that's married and I, they be mm-hmm. traveling all the time. I was like, you know what? Y'all can just make me y'all third person up there in this relationship, and it is what it is, you know. Because I don't know how my life the way my life. You know home. what?
0: It's so funny that you say that, and that's what I love about New York, man. You say have the craziest things. Um, but I I personally wasn't involved but I had a my my acting partner my scene partner once this was my girl too Um, she was from Curacao anyway she said that that's what she did she was like basically she was like I was the spice of some marriage some marriage's life Uh, she was like yeah like this husband and wife like took out an ad and she met with them and like yeah like they were like a throuple for a while and she she, she loved lived with it them?
1: did she live with
0: them i don't know she lived with them but i think that you know they have money so you know whatever she wanted or she wanted to be by them and so you know she was i'm sure she was big kicking it but you know those was the kind of stories like damn new york city just people just be out here we having experiences
1: gotta find that couple girl they still looking because you know it's what it is time's hard out here
0: baby uh unless they gotta have some racks on top of racks like I said you know I tell dudes all the time and you know you talking about polyamory unless you're LeBron or uh or someone that can afford these wives
1: like just i s- date LeBron in a Savannah what's her name Savannah.
0: <laughs> right I'll date them right (laughs) exactly you would date them that makes sense you know what I'm saying it's a good trade-off but see these dudes here they be trying to offer you stuff with zero trade-off value but okay so what about like I didn't see it but I think you saw it uh Jada Jada and Willow's conversation talking about polyamory and you know they on some new age shit I feel like that. Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know. I mean,
1: she she told her mom on the red table talk that she was um that was her lifestyle and Jada mm-hmm. was cool with it. You know, they very free spirited individuals. So.
0: <laughs> because Jada is polyamorous as well.
1: How you <laughs> so, know?
0: Well, I don't know. I'm she cheated assuming.
1: on Will. She cheated on Will.
0: Right. So she is all well, about love. We heard they be doing all types of shit. So. Exactly. We heard about it for years. And so my thing is Why why wouldn't I give some merit of truth to it? You wouldn't date them? Would I date them? Will and Jada. (laughs) Would I date Will and Jada? Mm I don't know. Will seems like the beta one and and Jada seems like the alpha one. And I don't know if I like that. I don't know. But I'm sure you would.
1: (laughs) I would. I'll date them. I'll be like, what's that, August Alcina right at the house with
0: the kids? They'll see me all the time. <laughs> you can be the spice of their life, and then they I don't want her to be lying on you, too, and be like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, yo, I can't really take nothing that they say at face value, because she bold-faced lied to us and was like, oh, well, they let us think for years that he was just an extended family. He ain't no extended family. He he tapping them buns, but <laughs> but, but uh, nevertheless okay you so- gonna claim me Jada you gonna claim me <laughs> <laughs> you gonna claim me um but yeah so okay so Willow is all for it but yes yeah, so I will say like and what I've come across American culture you know whether you know it's somebody from some African country like they can both have ideologies of like polyamorous lifestyles and, you know, wishes of for these things, but I'm not down with it. I get that, you know, maybe it's a trend and I don't know. I feel like the way things are moving in the world and, and, and being that, you know, people are not getting married at a, you know, high rates anymore, you know, A lot of people are leaning to this or they're, you know, leaning on a more non-traditional lifestyle to where they're not getting married or they're just having life partners. And, you know,
1: right. I mean, I don't know uh, people be hurt. That's why I don't believe in marriage. That's why I be feeling like this.
0: believe in in marriage and and an institution institution between the right people together. And I know that, you know, no people are perfect, but I still um, if and when I get married, I, I still hold out for traditional um, and not saying that everything has got to be, you know, white picket fence and all that type of stuff. Because I don't think that I'm a real traditional girl in a lot of senses, um, you know, but I, I still I still believe in just, you know, the the traditional um you know marriage approach and I I wouldn't be like taking any of these into my fold like I I wouldn't be proposing to no man no time soon um I I, me personally unless you know you're the king of Abu Dhabi or uh somewhere else um you know I won't be engaging in a, a polyamorous union and so yeah that's where I am with it you and so you Tosh you think that you know maybe for the right uh, triage, Will and Jada, you could do it.
1: Yes. Yep. <laughs> Hell, for they don't even have to be millionaires; they thousandaires. I could probably make it work. Either.
0: Uh. Okay. Don't say you Don't don't say yourself short, sweetie. All out for Will and Jada.
1: All right. So, what when it comes to marriage, is there a time frame? Do you feel like it's too? late it's too long to be dating without being married
0: um yeah I definitely think I mean I don't know me personally I feel like if you're with somebody I feel like really beyond two years like you really should know before that like if you if you're really dating somebody like you should know within a year if you're seriously dating somebody you should know in a year if you want to spend your life with them. Um, But I, I think like a, a two-year marker. Dang, a will... year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, I do because
1: what are we wasting time for? Yeah, you're right. That's how I knew I wasn't the one. I was with this man for off and on for a couple of years. And, and I just knew. I knew I wasn't the one because my homeboy said some real stuff. My homeboy was like, man a man knows when you're like the one because he'll wipe you up real quick if he don't wipe you up but you're in a relationship with him for years it was just like he's just basically buying time until he meet the next woman because he's comfortable with you he don't really love you like that and I was like damn, that's some real shit because that's what this dude did to me but yeah well I don't know I I,
0: but I I feel like if you're seriously dating somebody after a year, you you should have a good grasp. It does not it, I don't think that it takes you years and years. Like I just feel like study long, study wrong. You know, I feel like those are excuses to a degree. Unless y'all just unless y'all decide that, you know, and, and maybe y'all decided before getting together, you know, that traditional life wasn't for y'all, and y'all are cool status quo some people are like that but um but yeah i just feel like between a one to two year time frame i don't feel like we should be dating for like three years and we haven't like i don't know what's like i just think that's crazy i'm not gonna waste all that time with you Hmm. i think between one and two years and i think that two years is a stretch i really think that somebody really knows a man or a woman if you really rocking with them you know within a year if you want to consistently do life with this person right so yeah man all right so that's gonna bring us to our next segment ritz pick of the week uh we're gonna shout out fellow ritz uh girl or guys uh girl or guy raised in the south um, and this week we're gonna shout out writer and creator uh, Katori Hall. Now, uh, Katori Hall, she is the creator of P Valley on Stars. And if y'all tuned into last week, uh, you heard uh, me and Sasha's little, you know, uh, convo on it. Uh, but <clears throat> Katori Hall, she's from Memphis, uh, Tennessee, or whatever. And so she created P Valley, and it, it, it. It has created a, a, a whole following very quickly. Um, they've only season, we're only into season one of the show. I think um, they're currently working on season two. Um, and it, it may air in 2022, it's looking like. Mm. Uh, but I don't think that it's dope. Uh, and I want to shout her out because I mean, we're seeing so much, uh, so many Black creatives doing their thing right now. Um, but I especially love the fact that, you know, Ms. Hall, she took her, her Southern culture, you know, how, how they grew up in Memphis and just, you know, what they did. Um, and she was able to incorporate that into a show and make it something uh, digestible and, and, and uh, make it something appealing to all. Wait a minute.
1: Um, you said how she they live, so
0: she was a stripper. No,
1: whole, no, no about stripping. That's what the whole. No, no, no.
0: She wasn't a stripper, but like when I've like read some of her interviews, she just talks about, and it's the same thing. Like in the South, in Texas, in Atlanta, it's like strip club culture is such a part of like our like going out. Like if you go to Atlanta, if you live in Atlanta, y'all gonna go to the club. The after hour spot is at the strip club. Or y'all may just fall in on a Monday night. Y'all may be up in Magic Mondays, Magic City Mondays. In certain places, this is just the culture. And she was saying that, hey, this is how was my coming of age. The culture Mm -hmm. ain't
1: that. The strip culture is not as crazy as like Miami. It's
0: not Atlanta. It's it's not not a no it's not about it being crazy that's not what she's saying she's saying that this was what we did this is how we kicked it this is how we kick it in the south you know what i'm saying and that's you know that's at home you know and in houston you know how that is like all our strip clubs you know after a certain time when everything closes like that goes up it's men and women alike it's like a club for us and so that's what she's more so saying she just like you know, I grew up in this culture. So for me to be able to take this culture and and put it on, you know, a small screen and be able to create a show and and give so many people, you know, a, a voice and a platform, I just think it's cool. And so uh, shout out to Miss Hall. Like I said, I know they're working on season two. I know she's uh, working on some other things. Uh, I think she's working on a feature film uh, from a play. Hurt uh, village that she did, uh, but shout out to Miss Hall because she's doing her thing and uh, putting on for a. Uh...
1: So I guess that leaves us um
0: with the G Code gym.
1: Yeah, I guess that leaves us to the G Code gym. Um, so basically, this is just something of inspiration, or it could be tips, or just anything to give you guys that you can go on with your week with. So I thought about this um, quote, which is from our podcast, have a big city mindset with a small city circle. So basically, that means, you know, think big, you know, have big dreams, or, you know, hustle like you're from a big city to accomplish those dreams. But keep your circle small, because you can't trust everybody around you because some people, even though you ha- may have these big dreams, they may be secretly hating on you. You know, they may be they may try to prevent you from having those dreams or accomplish those dreams. So, you know, just keep it low key with a small circle of people that you can trust.
0: Big mindset, but keep a small circle. Okay, I feel it, I dig it.
1: All well, right, y'all, well, let's wrap this
0: on up. It's been real. You know, it's been good kicking it with you guys. You can, uh, stream us on uh, all streaming platforms Apple, uh, podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, YouTube. Make sure you go check us out, uh, com. You can visit us and check out our episodes and our website content there. Go check out Tits and Giggles TV as well. And, uh,
1: All right, y'all stay tuned for the next episode.